You're listening to RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. The views and opinions expressed by our guests, hosts, and or DJs do not, we repeat, do not reflect the official policy or position of RGV Titan Radio, our affiliates, or our sponsors. RGVTitanRadio.com. We are the 956. Podcast on RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. We are your hosts. I am Will. And I'm Bob. And those aren't pillows. <laughs> See the Bears game? Bears game? <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, ladies and gentlemen? If you couldn't tell, man, today uh, is a very, very special uh, episode of the Movie Know It All podcast. We're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving with y'all a couple of days early, but uh, uh, Thanksgiving nonetheless. Uh, we're going to be with one of the very few legit great um, Thanksgiving movies that yeah, uh, yeah. that's out there in the ether. Uh, there aren't that many. Right, like there's there's this one, and I, I guess you can you can throw in the uh, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special in there Thanksgiving. somewhere. Um, I don't know. Though, remind me, uh, is the ref Thanksgiving or is that Christmas? Christmas. That's Christmas, right? Christmas. Damn, dude. Yeah. I'll tell you, man. Even in the movie world, the Thanksgiving gets the short end of the straw on that one, man. Man, it really does, doesn't it? Like, yeah. Just thinking about that, because like, what a good movie to bring up, like the ref. And I'm like, no, that was Christmas. Like, yeah, that was Christmas. You know what yeah. this family needs? A mute. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a funny fucking movie, dude. The ref. Like, wow. So as we do on every episode of the Movie Know It All podcast, man, we catch up and uh, try. we uh, say what we uh, saw this week in movies, TV shows, uh, general pop uh, pop culture. Uh, Bob, what did you partake in this past week, uh, if anything? Man, like, there's so many new movies and, like... We haven't caught anything this week. Like, this week has just been so busy that, like, whenever I get it, like, I, I've been going to the, the doctor trying to get healthy and trying to... I'm 35. The wheels are coming off. So, <laughs> like, they so, don't stop when you hit 40, bro. No, they sure as shit don't. So, like... Uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those like congratulations, fucker! You're 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 hovering your midlife crisis. Yeah, like, this is wonderful news. I've got like I all of a sudden I didn't plan to live past twenty seven, and now here I am thirty five. Like oh shit, now I have to be alive. <laughs> so yeah, I, I haven't caught too many movies this week. I've been watching like a lot of The Office. I feel like I watched something and it just didn't like click. You yeah. know what I mean? Like whatever I watched just didn't stay in my head. Like, like it just wasn't. It, it, it wasn't anything worth paying attention to. Yeah, it, like it didn't make an impact on you. Yeah, like whatever it was that I watched this week, like <laughs> I saw something. I I know I saw something. I just can't remember what it was. Yeah, that's the part that's bugging me. Is like I know I sat and watched something this week. Like yeah. I just can't remember what. And like, the, usually, usually whenever you watch something, you person like I know you, uh, like you'll watch it, and if you don't like it, 
do remember it just to like you know drag it down and say yeah, like, just, that, exactly like <laughs> if, if it was really bad like if it's really good i sing its praises if it's really bad i'll fucking like just punish the ether with it like, <laughs> yeah why? it's garbage and like <laughs> like whatever. this movie sucks so bad and i hate everybody so much i'm gonna lie and recommend it <laughs> yeah see like that's why i tell people like if you know me, if I ever recommend yoga hosers to you, it's because you did something to annoy me. <laughs> like for real. If I if I recommended yoga hosers to you, you mm. did something to annoy me. Like it's not. Oh, you know what I sat and watched actually. It okay. just occurred to me. Uh, the Expendables. Like we, me and me and my wife watched Expendables one and two back to back. Oh, classic. Like those are so fucking like, fun, dude. Especially yeah. part two. Like that is that is. Um, like Sylvester Stallone must have like heard all of like all the little boys born in and raised in the eighties must have heard their right. prayers. Like the and, like, you know what? Yeah, like you know what? Like I'm gonna make a movie for those kids. For those kids that grew up watching Commando, grew up watching Rambo, grew up watching all those amazing eighties movies, and then like just made the dumbest stupidest most amazing movies in the 2000s especially <laughs> especially part two the expendables 2 is one of my all-time favorite like action films like yeah. it's so simple and like just there's no point to it like there's a bad it, it's so god you think fucking steven d'souza wrote it it's so fucking like <laughs> like fueled by cocaine and anger like it's so funny <laughs> like I, I was telling my wife like this whole fucking movie could have been the third act and i wouldn't have given a shit what's going on like if i would have walked into a movie and fucking arnold schwarzenegger sylvester stallone and bruce willis were standing side by side shooting at john and a bunch of other bad guys like hold, hold, hold on what let's let's watch this like <laughs> i guarantee you there's nothing better on like yeah. i guarantee goddamn to you there's nothing better on like where, where did you watch that on then oh dude i went to go it's on prime they just put all three of them on prime you can skip oh, three nice. everybody that's what i heard i never saw part three uh the part reason three. why PG-13, the reason why is bro. because yeah that's why because it, it was pg-13 i'm like why they like, it, they they so they wanted to market it to younger audience when the younger audience don't know who any of these guys are. No, they, they don't, don't. know who any of these guys are. And and that's the thing they they tried bringing in like part three sort of sets up a new Expendables crew with like Ronda Rousey and like. But that's the not the point of the Expendables. Though. No, that's, that's the, point. the point. I, I was I was like, no, dude, like we jumped no. on this for the nostalgia. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, no, like, wait, you, what? <laughs> like, do you not know your audience? You're in your sixties, bro. Yeah. Like, there's no there's no young people here dude there's no, no there's no pg-13 kids here dude <laughs> like what are you doing there's no there ain't nobody under the age of 15 who knows who the fuck Dolph Lundgren is the <laughs> no fuck way, out of here like, oh what you, like what are you kidding me like I mean I the only reason these guys know who Dolph Lundgren is is because you know their dads watched watched Rocky 3 dude <laughs> the only reason any kid fucking went to see Expendables 2 was because Chuck Norris was in it and they have the internet at home. Yeah. Like, you, like oh, it, Chuck Norris is a real person? That's all he was there for, was for, for like, one Chuck Norris joke that I'm Those sure he chose. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the joke. yeah. I'm sure he picked the joke. And I liked it. It's a good yeah. one because there's some really fucked up Chuck Norris jokes. But the <laughs> one he uses in, in Expendables 2 is... Uh, 
somebody says, I heard you were bit by a king cobra. He's like, I was, but after five long and painful, excruciating days, the cobra died. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, ah, ah, yeah. a Chuck Norris joke. It was a good one. But like, yeah, man, I enjoyed the fuck out of that when we watched it. I was like, I haven't seen this in forever. It's funny like, that Chuck Norris wasted the last of his good humor on that movie. That was no so shit, cool. right? That, that was, was like, so nice of him. <laughs> and that's because he's still like in the movie. He didn't. He didn't want any like. He didn't want them to show him actually like murder anybody, like no blood. Like with whatever he did to anybody in the movie, like he required no blood. So like even when he shot motherfuckers, you didn't get to see them get killed. Like. It's so ridiculous, man. It's such a fun movie, though. I I I loved it. The 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 two times that I actually saw the movie. Um, so what what I watched this week, man? I finally I finally finally was able to finish watching uh, Lovecraft Country, my friend. Oh and, man, I gotta start that. And my God, dude! Like, okay, um, it's. It's it like like remember when I said last week that the uh, that the uh, uh, like the first couple of episodes, any other show that would have been the whole season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like th- this this is just like the whole this whole season would have been the whole run of any other sh- show. Like I have yeah. no idea what's going to happen in the next season because, like, the 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 route that they went was just so unexpected and so like refreshing yeah you know and 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 especially the last three episodes are some of the best horror that i have ever seen like the the scares and like really? just just the suspense that it builds that's it's awesome so amazingly done dude I gotta check that show out, man. It's like, really, really good, man. I'm not a big fan of the of the lead actor, um, uh, mostly because his face freaks me out. <laughs> but but everybody else in this show, dude, um, is just uh, let me let me bring it up real quick, man. Just to just to give you guys a taste as to who's in this who's in this show. Um, I know that Journey Smollett is on is in here, is in the is in the uh, the show. Um, there's a couple of of uh, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, there's Journey Smollett. There's a couple of uh, uh, Oscar Oscar nominees on here. Like nice. Courtney B. Vance is in that. Oh, wow. um, uh, what's his name? The guy, the guy from uh, um, the guy from uh, um, uh, the Wire. The guy with the scar on his face. I don't remember his um, name. Uh, I, I never watched that show. I hear it's incredible. Michael K. Williams. Michael K. Williams. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's man, like everybody, everybody, even Jamie Chung, dude. Jamie Chung, who who like former real world uh, cast member. Is, and that's is, a, sometimes those real world kids have talent. You ever heard of the Miz? <laughs> yeah, that but like she's always awesome. She, she always plays the hot chick, like the hot, like you know. Like with no personality whatsoever, and every single yeah. thing that she plays, because yeah. like I I I guess they never gave her a chance to to actually act, but in this show, dude, she freaking kills it, dude. Right on, that's badass, like, man. That's all really awesome. good. It's it's great horror, dude. It, it's it's a different type of uh, because it takes place in the '60s and uh, you know the black experience and everything. Yeah, and it's really, yeah. really, it, it really works, man. That's fucking and, uh, incredible, man. I got to check that show out. Have yeah. you ever watched The People versus O.J. Simpson? I have. I it's, have. You, you mentioned Courtney B. Van, like Courtney Vance, yeah. man. I'm like, man, he was so good as as uh, Johnny Cochran, man. 
Yeah. Like he was yeah, killer as, as Johnny Cochran in that show. That whole show was really good, man. I, I I was really disappointed in the way they portrayed Marsha Clark because yeah, they, it was portrayed her as this emotional like wreck of a woman when in actuality she's this stoic like just powerhouse of a yeah, dude. She of, was, a, she, of a lawyer. She was a pit bull, man. Yeah, dude. Marsha Clark was a fucking a great <laughs> fucking lawyer. And. Like, and and the movie that that I wish I could forget, dude, was uh, um, I actually saw a movie called Deck the Halls with uh, with uh, uh, oh what's his name uh, um, Matthew Broderick and uh, uh, Danny DeVito. Interesting. And the best part of that movie is within the first ten minutes because Danny DeVito moves into a uh, moves into a neighborhood, and he gets a job working at a car dealership. And uh, since he's a new guy, they try to they try to set him up with a uh, uh, like a like a practical joke. Yeah. And they say, hey, we'll each give you a thousand dollars if you go out there to that old man. And there's like an old man looking at the cars and stuff and sell him a car. He's like, OK, it's my first day, but I'll go ahead and do it. And he goes out there and like he talks to the guy for like 10 seconds. Then he comes back and he goes, put the money on my desk. And then the old man comes in and he's like, I just bought one of my own cars. And I paid sticker price for it. It was the owner, it was the owner of the dealership. <laughs> that's good. And that's the only fun part of that movie, dude. I was so damn disappointed. That's unfortunate, man. Yeah. Like sometimes they, they hit hard with the fucking... Some movies hit you too hard at the beginning and like they can never... You can never catch up with it. Like we yeah. talked about that, like when we talked about Batman, like how like they it hits you really hard in the beginning and then yeah. you, you got to wait a good while for some fucking Batman. Yeah, man. Freaking Danny DeVito, dude. He, he got that thug and he freaking he, he screamed Batman in his face. And it was all downhill from there, man. Pretty much, man. But, uh, but anyway, man, there is no downhill in this movie that we're going to be talking about this week because no. I got to tell you, dude, like this movie is so near and dear to my heart. Like I love this movie so much and it, it really holds an emotional place uh, in, in like every year. I watched this movie at least once, Uh, like through Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. through Christmas. Like this is one of those holiday movies that I always watch. Yeah. And mostly because of uh, Steve Martin and John Candy. And like it's 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 a different kind of comedy because uh, John Candy uh, was a hero of mine growing Mm -hmm. up. Yeah, he was so great, man. And uh, I think that this was this was his best performance. Absolutely. Shit. Yeah, it was. And, and uh, I think that this is uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's my favorite Steve Martin film, but uh, I if if I had to pick one Steve Martin, if they had to like say that I can only watch one Steve Martin film for the rest of my life, uh, I wouldn't be mad if it was this one. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if, if I had my choice, it would probably definitely be um, The Man with Two Brains. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I know I know a lot of other people would take fucking The Three Amigos, but um, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, man. Like, what a fun fucking movie. It's so weird because, like, this is it's, – it's not a movie that I watch very often. Yeah. But as I've been – like, I, I go a few years every now and again without watching it, and the older I get, <laughs> the less funny the it becomes. The more it hits you, right? Because it hits a little too real. Like, <laughs> I've met those people that just like, man, are you not reading the room, dude? Like, yeah. I'm having the worst fucking day imaginable. You're not helping. Like, leave me alone. And, yeah. like, this whole movie is just John Candy not being able to read the room. 
But and like, thing, like this is how charming John Candy is, though. He's supposed to come across as unlikable, right? He, but he's, he's so likable. I mean, like, I was watching it, and I was I was watching it with my wife, and like, she's like, I I love this guy. Like, this guy's so lovable. Like, he's not annoying at all. Yeah. Like, he's only annoying to 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 Steve Martin Steve because Martin. you know Steve Martin, you know, has some some place to go or whatever. Any yeah, other situation, man. Ass, like, man. I would love to hang out with Del Griffith, dude. Right, I'd love, love to be. Yeah, like I'm surprised he doesn't have any friends. Yeah, it's weird, right? That's yeah. weird to me that he wouldn't have any friends. Like bullshit, you wouldn't have friends. Like <laughs> you'd have friends that you'd meet people just as weird as you. Like because you're he's. <laughs> He's not that weird. He's a funny mm. dude. I think the problem is that Steve Martin is just by nature boring in this film. Like he's yeah. supposed he plays everything straight, which is so good. Yeah. Like which is I, so off character for Steve Martin though cuz cuz at the is. time he he I mean he had done the jerk, he had done the man with two brains, he had done uh um I think he had already done Three Amigos. Uh he was known yeah. for Saturday Night Live. Like all his characters were these wacky, crazy, like eccentric, out of control characters. And then he plays a straight man to 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 John, John Candy. Candy. <laughs> and, it, and it's so weird because like I had watched um I remember being a kid and I don't remember what I had wanted to movie that I was hell bent on renting and like we went but the out of towners had just come out on video mm-hmm. with Steve Martin and Goldie Hawn and my mom rented it and she was like you can watch whatever you want to watch after I watch this like I want to watch this movie mm-hmm. so I was like whatever and I just sat and watched it with her and I remember thinking like dude this movie doesn't have to go this hard it doesn't have to be this funny mm-hmm. like it's a super funny fucking film and it just sort of kicked a a Steve Martin revival like for me when I was younger yeah. and I was like well now I want to watch like The Jerk and I want to watch Roxanne and I want to watch Three Amigos again and fucking The Man with Two Brains again which is still like to me that's the funniest movie in the world like yeah. if, if I had to pick the funniest movie I've ever seen like The Man with Two Brains I don't I can't remember ever laughing as hard at anything in my entire life as the man with two brains like it's yeah. just it's just the perfect amount of slapstick like i i i will take the man with two brains over any naked gun movie like any day of the week yeah like i I've, i can only recall ever laughing that hard at another film and that was like black dynamite <laughs> yeah like yeah well, those, those, those those types of like slapsticky films and shit like, the like spoof that movies, like a spoof yeah movie, whatever like the man with two brains is not not that much of a spoof movie is it like it's just a straight-up comedy like it's it, not it's it's not that's a why. Spoof. It, it's it's yeah. it's a it's a, it's like Naked Gun if it was a mad scientist. Yeah. And like everybody, I, I just love how he plays it straight throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Like Steve Martin has such a talent to play a straight man, and like still be like overwhelmingly funny. Mm-hmm. Like even in this movie, he's super fucking hilarious. Like yeah, it's still one of my favorite like mean mean jokes I've ever heard. The, if I wanted to hear you, if I wanted to hear a joke, I'd follow you into the john and watch you take a leak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it's such a fucking great mean-spirited joke and like he's a reactor like his, his so reactions good. yeah he he would do to me he would do what chevy chase would try to do in like the vacation movies yeah like, when he'd snap like and, and like chevy chase is funny when he does it but like nobody does it quite like steve martin yeah. like no nobody snaps like quite like steve martin exactly and right. and that that's that's what's so so great about this movie is is that 
it's it really is a basic story like it's just a story about these two guys trying to go from from point a to point b Mm -hmm. uh this is this movie was written by john hughes man and i gotta tell you man john hughes was a freaking dynamo of a man he was so good his he okay so he um actually based this on a on a time that he had he was actually trying to go from new york to chicago and he ended up in wichita yeah right and by the time he got to chicago he it was like three days later and he was already supposed to go back to to new york yeah (laughs) so frustrating um, dude like i can't imagine (laughs) <laughs> and then he wrote check this out dude he wrote this script in one weekend okay that's pretty wild the script that he turned in was over 300 pages long that's insane can you okay. imagine that can you imagine now, that movie being that long now if anybody has any experience writing a story writing <laughs> a script writing anything knows how long it takes to write a story nonetheless a 300 page story and fucking make it coherent make and it like, coherent and they say and everything everything that uh, that he that he had in that script he was able to bring whittle it down to 200 pages okay it's pretty impressive and man they don't, ever, don't ever try it if you're a first time writer no one will read it yeah <laughs> like they, they won't i'm not trying to be a dick if you put a 300 page script on someone's desk and they're gonna go <laughs> yeah no <laughs> like i'm not because reading that. <laughs> because let's face it man uh if you're a first time writer uh writing a 300 page script is like i don't know uh trying trying to jump the grand canyon on a little motorcycle on your first try yeah don't do pretty it, much like just don't, don't do try it, that yeah you know it's not, nobody's it's gonna... not worth it's not worth the attempt write a 300 page script if you want to like i'm just telling you nobody's like wait 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 till you've established a few movies nobody gets to make braveheart out the door write that 300 page script and put it to the side and then write it write 130 page script okay okay and then whittle it down from there but whatever um get get your get your 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 artistic stuff all all on page man like write it absolutely write it and and uh but don't expect to uh to get it done in your first shot out yeah so uh when when uh when they filmed the 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 movie the first cut of the movie was over two and a half hours long (laughs) can you imagine that so and and legend has it that somewhere on the lot in Warner Brothers, there is actually a two and a half hour cut of planes, trains, and automobiles somewhere yeah. in the archives. They probably uh, hired Amber Heard for it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh on. God, don't moving get me on. started on that. Yeah, Jesus fuck, right? Like moving on, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the kind of shit that, pe- that, that's the reason why people laugh at liberals. Anyway. <laughs> I digress. Okay, so, I'm sure there's a couple other reasons, but like, that's definitely one of them. That's definitely one of them. Okay, like for real. So, <laughs> so when when uh, when this movie came out, um, it it was a it was a modest hit. You know, it was, it was pretty good. But at the t- but, um, I guess people were were more interested in his teen comedy movies. Yeah, you know? I mean, when you write stuff like The Breakfast Club and fucking like pretty and pink 16 candles like you you create a sort of expectation like people want to see like certain things off of you but this is also the same guy that wrote home alone yeah like he's a fucking really good writer 
and this is I, I guess I guess after this movie, uh, this was kind of um, like the uh, uh, like him starting to to kind of say, you know what, I can pretty much write anything, and like people will buy it, and like people will go, and I guess you could say he started kind of slacking off. Yeah, I mean, but like I I imagine that when you're like writing all this stuff, like at some point you get real like, man, eh, whatever. About like what's right, you know what I mean? Like you're gonna fucking make the movie anyway. Yeah. So yeah, this movie made about fifty million dollars on a thirty million dollar budget. Um, they actually not like enough they, for Warner Brothers. They were filming it, dude. They were filming it during during winter, so that they could try to catch all the snow. It just so happened that it was one of the warmest winters uh, on record. So there was like there was never any snow. They they had to like like bring their own snow to all the locations that they that they went to you know <laughs> so so yeah man this this uh um it, it's this movie is about uh 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 his name is neil page in the movie uh steve martin's character and he has to get from new york to chicago um in order to 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 get to his family for thanksgiving okay and it's 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 funny because you you know that this guy's a, a traveler like he, yeah. he travels all the time right how is it that he knows or that he doesn't know to like have backup plans when he's traveling especially around around thanksgiving i don't know man because like the thing like me personally i've never been i've been to a ton of airports Mm-hmm. But I've I've never ever ever flown on a plane. Like I've You've picked up a lot. Never once in my thirty five years have I ever oh been on goodness. a plane, man. Like I'm, I if I live the rest of my life without ever fucking having to get on an airplane, like I'll be satisfied. Like I'm I'm, like I've said, there's like a bunch of ways you'll never hear of me dying. You'll never <laughs> hear of me like getting like he died spelunking. No, I fucking didn't. Like I guarantee you, I didn't go. He starved to death. Like if you ever hear a story like, oh yeah, Bob died when he went hiking. No, he fucking didn't. <laughs> like, no, I fucking That's did not. Conspiracy, man. <laughs> That's a goddamn lie. I did not die fucking hiking. My ass would never be caught hiking. Like, there's certain situations I wouldn't put myself in where I'd fucking like end up dying and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you'll never hear me dying in a skydiving accident. So, mm-hmm. like, hearing me die in a plane crash is highly unlikely unless I have to be in a fucking plane. And, like, I, I will do everything and all I can to fucking, like, never get on a plane. I don't like heights. And airplanes freak me the fuck out. So, like, it makes me laugh when I watch this because, like, bro, like, you can't – you can go into an airport to go pick somebody up. But, like, you fucking wait here unless you want to empty your pocket to take off your shoes. Like, what this the was fuck? A ve- like, this movie was made at a very different time, my friends. Yeah, because, dude. Like, and 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 you and I are old enough to remember this time yeah. when well, when you could traveling jump on a plane when there's five minutes to go before it takes off. Exactly right. Like, like no you, more. <laughs> you can't do that no more, dude. Like you got you got to show up an hour and a half, two hours early in order to go through security. And once you get through security, you better not you you can't leave, dude. Like yeah. once you're checked in, dude, you cannot go anywhere. Can't go out, yeah. You know. Yeah, you. So so um so this guy. And and I and I want to bring up the first cameo because this movie is just filled with cameos. Oh man, they're everywhere. He's actually rushing to get to a cab, and he's racing a young Kevin Bacon, uh, who doesn't have yeah. any 
who doesn't have any lines, who doesn't like like they don't they don't dwell on his character. He's just some guy running after a cab, right? Like you know, anybody could have played this part. Yeah, but, but for but whatever they, reason, it was Kevin Bacon. Like, which because at the time, not only was John Hughes filming uh, uh, this movie, but he had just come off the set of uh, a movie called She's Having a Baby, yeah. starring uh, Kevin Bacon. Right. Yeah. And there's there's uh, uh, I guess you could say it's it's a it's a fan rumor that Kevin Bacon is actually playing the exact same character in this movie that he did. Oh, in, he he's having a baby. Yeah. yeah, because apparently he's wearing the same thing. I don't know. I've never seen that movie. But um, yeah. And <laughs> he trips over. He trips over a giant like cumbersome suitcase yeah. with all the stickers <laughs> and everything. And throughout the, his entire attempt to get to the airport, he keeps getting thwarted by this one person. <laughs> you know? Like, he's trying to buy a taxi cab from a guy that had already hailed it. And he's like, he's like, okay, I'll give you 50 bucks. If you're, if you're willing to pay 50, you're willing to pay 75. You know? I have never wanted to kick a character in the nuts so hard in my life. Like, I, rem- I remember my fucking... Um, watching this movie when I was a kid with my dad um, and just like the first time I'd ever heard my dad watch a movie and he goes I would have hospitalized that motherfucker <laughs> like real flat dude just like I would have yeah. hospitalized that motherfucker and like, I remember just laughing he's like nah there's nothing funny about that like, just man fuck that guy's life up like you would have had to have eaten from the, from a straw for the rest yeah, of his life <laughs> sucking mashed potatoes out of a straw this Thanksgiving just for that fucking stupid thing like the idea of my dad offering somebody 50 bucks to let him like take a cab and the guy's like well you'd pay 20 you'd pay 75 you're willing to pay 50 yeah not like just his face not necessarily like like, oh do i get that like you think you think huh like i might just stab you for it like you know what what does he say the 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 lawyer or he says like i'm a lawyer or something like that you're a thief close i'm a lawyer Lord, yeah. <laughs> well, then I guess I'm just gonna have to hit you so hard you won't remember my face. <laughs> I object, boss. <laughs> no shit. Like fuck, dude. That that whole scene pisses me off so bad. And then like when he fucking John Candy just jumps in the cab while they're fucking arguing over this, <laughs> and like poor Steve Martin is just running down the street like that's my cab. Like yeah. that was already the last straw. Like we're that's the super funny part of this movie yeah. to me, is the last straw was John Candy taking the fucking cab. Right? <laughs> like after that was just like just fucking needles and pinpricks on the poor guy. But that's, like John Candy's but, stupid face when he gets to the car and he's like, Hey, you stole my car, and he's like, Oh like this is <laughs> like the stupid look on him, like, who me? Like <laughs> it's such such a great precedence and a great preface to like what a dumb shit he's gonna be the rest of this movie like (laughs) and like you don't you don't really unless you knew who John Candy was and unless you knew like anything about this movie going in like would you really think that that this dude was the main character in the movie like John Candy like he's (laughs) so they they go to the uh, to, to the uh to the airport and uh the flight's canceled, right? Because, no, no, no. They take off from the plane, oh, and... Right. He yeah. goes, when he falls asleep, the, you know, they get in the plane, and the lady goes, you've been bumped from first class. 
and like you've been yeah. bumped out of first class into coach. We've over we've packed first class, and he's like, yeah. no. I paid for first class. Like, sorry, sir, we're full up. Like, just real, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, even back then, they had a real "what are you gonna do, not fly" attitude yeah, about exactly. it. Exactly. So, like, he goes, "What does he say to her?" Like, um, oh, first I paid for a, for a first class seat that I can't have on your fantastic plane. I can't wait to see what you have in store for me next. And then there's John Candy, like, well, isn't this, how's this for a coincidence? Like, <laughs> son of a bitch! So, at what point do, does he look over at him and he notices what he, like, who he is? Oh, and they're, like, because, they're right, right before they get on the plane, they're sitting in the lobby. Yeah. And he looks across from him and, he go, and John Candy tells him, like, I know you, don't I? Like, I never forget a face, but damned if I could remember your name right now. Mm. And he's like, you should remember me. You took my cab this morning. And he's like, me? He's like, yeah, you. You stole my cab. Like, I was getting into it, and you jumped in, and you stole my cab. And John Candy looks at him real blankly for a second and goes, you're the guy who tried to steal my cab today. Like, <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. Like, right there would have been like, all right, man, I'm just going to go sit over here. Like, motherfucker, am I just going to go sit over here? Like, they don't talk to me anymore. But they... They did a scene where, where like he looks over at him, and then he sees him right there, like reading the newspaper or whatever, and then he looks back over at him again, and you see the cab door around him, and like he makes this face like that, and, and like he's in the middle, he's in the middle of a crowd of people, and there's like a door in, like a cab door in front of him, and that's how he recognizes him. It's so fucking ridiculous, dude. Like. Yeah. Uh, and I fucking love it though, man, because like like I said, the last straw was the motherfucker taking his cab. <laughs> yeah. And like here he is at the fucking airport. And like here he is again and he's stuck between him and an old man. Like just stuck between them. And like they fucking John Candy snoring in his ear and he turns and looks at him and John Candy like opens his eyes long enough to make really uncomfortable eye contact and goes, My right nut says we don't land in Chicago. <laughs> Which is so good, dude. Like, my right nut says we don't land in Chicago. <laughs> like, the weather's, like, fucking shaking up the cabins and shit, and they fucking land in Wichita, Kansas. Which, which is, is so, so fucking absurd, dude. Like, it's funny because throughout the rest of the movie, he never speaks like that again. Like, yeah. he's never vulgar. He's never, like, you know, he's uh, such, uh, he's such he never a says anything nice like that. Dude. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's so polite, like, throughout the rest of the movie. It's so fucking ridiculous. And, like, it's just, it, it is. Like, I even let you, I even let you pay for it so you wouldn't feel bad. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I just want to squeeze his head sometimes. Like, he's so fucking funny in it. Like, I even let you pay for it so you didn't feel like a freeloader. Like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> like, so, like just the the amount of shit that goes that just keeps going wrong. Like so I love a movie that it, it's it's uh if you pay attention, you see all the little clues of uh of stuff like like little little hints at, at to as to the character without the characters having to tell you, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like if you look if you look at Del Griffith's stuff, like you see his his suitcase and um He's got stickers from from all these different cities and hotels and stuff. Yeah, and uh, uh, he goes. Uh, it's the 
Steve Martin goes to the counter to try to get another flight over to Chicago, right? Yeah. And we get another cameo from from Ben Stein, uh, Comedy Central's own Ben Stein, and uh, Fox News' own Ben Stein. <laughs> yeah, you can you can win Ben Stein's money. You can win Ben Stein's money, but don't you fucking tax it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, Bleed like sons of bitches. <laughs> believe it or not, this is Ben Stein's very first movie. Get so, the fuck out of here, really? Yeah. No, it, ha- it nah, it, it couldn't be. It has to be Ghostbusters. He's he wasn't in, in Ghostbusters. No, he's in Ghostbusters too. My bad. He, is he, he is. Yeah, because the pink the the pink slime is around the the building, and he's like, we've been trying to get into there, and we can't make a dent. Have you tried dynamite? Tried everything, but that's not Ben Stein, is it? Yes, it is. I guarantee, goddamn to you, it's. Ghostbusters Two is eighty nine, though. Yeah, that's why I was because this one's eighty seven, I believe. This one's eighty seven. Yeah, that's why I was like, you're right. They off come out, come out. That's like fuck. I think that's eighty eight. Was that 88? Okay, yeah. This is the office 88. Yeah, then this is... I know fucking Breakfast Club was 85 and Breakfast Club was first. Yeah, and then and Pretty I, Pink was 86. It was 86 and, and then yeah. 16 Candles was 87, so I'm pretty sure Yeah. Uh, it was 88. Was, 86. Uh, 86 was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Patty with the know-it-all save. 86. Oh, there you go. <laughs> right Thank you, Patty. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. Love you, baby. Yeah, You're so amazing. okay, so Ferris Bueller's Day Off was his first movie then. Mm-hmm. So um so he uh Steve Martin finds out that he can't get a he can't get a flight. So mm-hmm. he's trying to get he goes to one of those and 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 like the set design or like like the the stuff the the background of this movie it takes me back so much because I remember back back when I was a kid uh, we took a road trip to uh, it was my it was me I think this was before my brother was born mm. uh, it was me my parents my grandparents and my aunts and my and, and my uncles mm. and we all drove from here in the valley to California. Mm-hmm. And some of the some of the stops that, that we stopped in looked exactly like this, like with, Holiday with the oh god that song. Oh. <laughs> I both love and hate that song, you know. <laughs> so uh, Lindsey Buckingham, man, freaking Hollywood <laughs> Mac. So so yeah, man, like it, it's that whole. Uh, 80s wooden aesthetic where everything was made of wood and oh, yeah. like they had they had the uh, uh, the the glass over the posters with the with the like look like a light box in it you know yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, he's there uh, trying to call hotels and he meets up with Del Griffith again and he says the line um, while you were while you were uh, uh, trying to get another flight I called oh while you were calling home I called a hotel hotel okay yeah. Which uh, um, hit number one, you know, as that's the what he is, and he knew, he knew the airports too much. Like he, he uh, knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Like so he's like, he's been he's one of those dudes who's traveled so much that he can see the telltale signs of when shit's going to go bad. Exactly. Exactly. Like, he he's knows. so he's so good at it. Like, he's, he's, he's so in quick. tune. <laughs> yeah. He's in tune. You know, like it's it's the one thing that he gets right. Like is he's yeah. always right about the traveling. Like he's always mm-hmm. always always right. So they get so they get a hotel, and um, uh, who was it? Uh, was it? Was it the 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 hotel with the? It was kind of like like an hourly rate kind of hotel. Yeah. <laughs> 
So this is like my nightmare, dude. Okay. This yeah, is my I, nightmare. I, I think it's everybody's <laughs> nightmare. Like this movie is very much like oh like that's that's a personal human nightmare is to go through something like this. Yeah, like like not not getting stuck, not like you know uh, doing all that. Staying in a hotel room with somebody like this, okay? Yes, like exactly. I'm not the cleanest person in the world, dude. I'm not. No, I'll admit no. it. You know, I'm not. Uh, I live with you for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> My condolences, Will. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but man, uh, this cat, Del Griffith, God bless his heart, dude. Like for as nice as he is, dude. Um. Man, he, he just does everything he can to, <laughs> like, get on everybody's nerves, dude. <laughs> he leaves his clothes in the – his dirty underwear in the – in the – in the, in the sink, faucet, dude. He like, takes he takes a bath and he uses all the towels, dude. And he like, okay, yes or no? When you take a shower and you use a towel, do you put the towel on the floor to clean your feet? Like, yeah. right? Yeah. This cat doesn't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the whole floor is wet. It's like he showered without the curtain. You know what's so funny that you mentioned this? Me and my wife were legitimately, me and Patty were legitimately having this conversation earlier. And I told her, like, thank you. Like, no one's ever complimented me on that. And she was telling me, she was like, dude, I'm so glad you have, like, you have some of the best shower etiquette of anybody I've ever lived with. <laughs> like, I, like, there's never a puddle on the floor. Yeah. And I would tell her, because my mom would tell me, like, when my mom would, like, take a shower after me, she's like, it's like stepping into a puddle of your own piss. Yeah. Like, I hate it. Like, she would get super mad about it. So, like, I since I was a kid, like, I towel off in the shower. Yeah. Like, I towel off before I step out. And, like, I've lived with people that, like, I've had to share the bathroom with. And they fucking get out like a dog and just shake the water off all over yeah. the towel. exactly it's so fucking frustrating it really is like like honest to god guys if if like if any if there's any like men out there listening like and you're like well it doesn't bother my wife it bothers your wife yeah it's it bothers her dude and it's gonna be one of those things that in like five years when she's like i'm done with you i don't ever want to see you again and you're like why i guarantee you that's gonna be one of the main reasons like yeah. dry off in the tub, dry off in yeah. the shower. Like the less water you get on the floor, it should. I, you know, I shouldn't be teaching you guys this, but like, <laughs> for real, a lot of people don't have that etiquette. Like it's a weird thing. Like and it, it's so funny that we were talking about it earlier because like, I don't even know what brought it up. She just like brought up. She's like, I appreciate your shower etiquette. Like you don't leave <laughs> puddles all over the floor. And she was telling yeah. me her ex would leave like just these puddles of water on the floor. And I'm like, dude, why? Like, that's so weird. And like, but the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, people do that. Like they don't, they, they don't think about it. They just do it. And, and like, it, it, and you could feel the frustration in his face. Dude. Like, yeah, you feel like, it. And I'm like, I'm there with you, dude. I get it. You know, I get it. So, and, and what makes it even worse and what makes it even worse is that like, I used to smoke. Right. Like yeah. I used to smoke all the time, dude. Like we used to smoke outside all the time. Right. Oh yeah. All the time. And, and like smoke never really bothered me. The only time smoke bothers me is when it's indoors. Yeah. Okay. Like I do not like smoking inside. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like if I'm at, if I'm at somebody's place and they smoke inside, fine. But if I'm at like, if like, even when I was living by myself, yeah, like, like not at my house, you're not. <laughs> yeah. No. Even when I was living by myself, 
Like, I always went outside to have a cigarette. I, yeah, I remember. You used to make us go out into the balcony. You're like, no, no, we have a balcony. Like, yeah. No, like, right when I was living by, my, by myself, yeah. I know. We're not smoking inside. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, even when it was just you, when I'd go visit you, you were like, no, balcony. Yeah. Like, right and, on. And, I mean, I think that's reasonable, you know. No, it's, it's a no, reasonable man. request. But, no, man, this dude smokes inside. Like, yeah. <laughs> and and he looks like he looks like the most uncomfortable smoker ever but but he smokes like like the whole like like crazy he he's there he's there with his giant belly holding the cigarette with the ashtray on his belly yeah. you know and <laughs> like, like oh like no consideration man like no even like whatsoever. like even us we sm- we smoke in in the apartment and like when people come over we'll always ask like are you cool with that like cuz we don't have to like we don't want to yeah. make like we don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. Like, like some people were just real like, well, you know how we are, deal with it. But like, you know, <laughs> when people who like never come over and stuff like that, like, are you okay with that? Like, if you have a cigarette, you can have one in here. Like, we don't mind. Yeah. But like, yeah, dude, when I go to somebody's house and like, no, like balcony or no, go outside. Like, yeah, it's fine. Like, I don't mind that at all. Yeah. Like none of that shit ever bugged me. But like, no courtesy. Like, you don't know this guy, dude. Like, he paid for the fucking room. Like, exactly. <laughs> I bet you paid for the room so you wouldn't feel like a freeloader. Like, what a stupid dickheaded thing to say, dude. Like And and I got and and like like you said, this this is where like the first major like explosion happens. Like this was like uh when like right there steve martin just has had enough of this dude right and he's only known him for for what would you say like 10 hours or so you know like that and like and he lays down like some of the 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 worst like verbal smackdown that i've ever heard you know it's so mean dude it's It's, so mean it's so mean-spirited yeah, he says. He says like like one of the worst things that he said. Like he goes, uh, "Did you notice on the plane that when he started talking, eventually I started reading the vomit back?" Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, oh my god, dude. He's like, "Here's an idea. Half a point. It makes so much more interesting for the listener." <laughs> You're a miracle. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and like he just lays shit, it into dude. him, dude. And the look on John Candy's face broke my freaking it, it heart does, it dude. still does it's still like, like I'm, I'm watching it earlier i'm like man dude it still makes me want to cry the way he's looking at him like i don't like yeah. this like i still feel it i i laugh and then i feel bad for laughing like i feel like, bad like I, I feel like that the look on his face makes me feel bad for being upset at him for yeah. spilling beer on the bed <laughs> you know yeah, dude like like have you ever spilled beer on anything and then yes. like it dries yes it's one of the most disgusting, and that's because I love beer, dude. Yeah, like it's one of the most disgusting smells you'll ever smell, dude. <laughs> and for him to have to sleep in that, yeah, you know, dude, that sucks because it it smells like rotten bread in the morning. It does. So like, he did that. He lays the smack down on his face, like like just on his feelings, like stomping all over his his feeling, feelings, yeah. dude. And then Dell makes that face. And he, he, he talks back like, you want to hurt me? Go right ahead if it makes you feel any better. Yeah. I'm an easy target. Oh, my heart. It's so it, it, he, he He's so, like, passive about it. Just like, whatever, man. Like, I like me. Like, fuck you if you don't like me. Yeah. Like, it was, it's, it's a real, like, like, that's too bad that you don't like me, dude. I'm kind of cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
Like he 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 shrugs it off so well, like, and he plays hurt so good because like he's hurt enough to like, hey man, don't talk to me like that. That hurts. But yeah. like when you're ready, come to bed. Like yeah. I don't even he didn't they don't even know each other, and he's like, well, when you're done being pissed about it, like you can still sleep on that side of the bed. Yeah. Like whatever, dude. Like he he handles it so well. He handles it like such a like such a mature adult. Like I I, I wouldn't have. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I like think that. I think that would have been that would have been the time when any normal rational person would have gone their Bro, separate ways. <laughs> I, dude, I might have beat the shit out of him for talking to me like that. <laughs> just a real like, what an interesting place, isn't it? Like, would you have thought this morning that this hotel was going to be the last thing you'd ever see before you died? <laughs> like, yeah, fascinating, isn't it? I sure as shit wouldn't have thought that. Like, but only like, one of us would walk out of here. I'm going to kill somebody that. in Wichita. <laughs> yeah. That's new. I would have never thought, like yeah. fucking, you know, Wyoming, maybe Montana, but Wichita, yeah, mm, never saw it coming. Like, so, so, like, so they wake up the next morning, right? <laughs> and they're just like snuggling with each other, right? It's cuddling with each other, dude. Like, I love how he like gently kisses him on the ear. <laughs> he just kisses him on the ear, and he's like. Why did yeah. you kiss me, Why'd you kiss me in my ear? <laughs> Why are you holding my hand? <laughs> Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those, those, those are pillows. <laughs> so I saw this movie one time with my dad. And when that scene came out, he laughed so hard he went to the bathroom and threw up. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, dude. I remember thinking like, as a kid, I remember thinking it was really funny, but the way my dad was laughing, like I knew it was way funnier. Like, yeah, because I like, like I don't know how funny this is supposed to be, but like it didn't seem like that funny, but it was killing my parents. Like they were both dying. Like when I was a kid, I laughed at the reaction, but when yeah. you're an adult, you laugh at you laugh at the at the subcontext. Just dude. the like, scenario of it, dude, is so ridiculous. Like, <laughs> like how these guys overreact, man. <laughs> Cause it is though, like I said, like it's it's like that's a nightmare to me, dude. Yeah. Like having to be stuck in in like a hotel with some like some stranger. And the worst part about it is like he's not serial killer weird. He's annoying weird. Annoying. Like yeah. serial killer weird would merit me. Like you know what? I'm just gonna go, dude. Like he's not doing anything to merit me getting up and like fearing for my life. Yeah. Like, but he's just being this giant obnoxious inconvenience yeah he's and not like, threatening he's just a nerd he there's okay like no joke um like there was this family that used to jump on the bus sometimes when i was a kid when i was in high school uh, and like they all lived like they were cousins and they lived next to each other and like some if one of them got a ride they all got a ride like all of them got a ride to school so like this there would be a few empty seats but like sometimes they'd all come in the, in the bus, like all five of them. And like, I remember sometimes they would, cause of them, it would, it was either always full or it had a few empty seats where people could just kind of like. Sit in a way that would make people like leave. And um, yeah, dude, like they had one of them. I can't remember what his name was, but he was like hella into anime. And like, <laughs> I'm not an anime guy. I don't have anything against it. I'm just not yeah. interested. Yeah. And like, I'd sit with him and this guy would like, hey man, have you seen this anime? Like, no. And then he'd proceed to like, 
tell me the whole fucking anime. And it's like, I would fucking rip my own eyeballs out of my head if I had to stay in the hotel with him. Like, yeah. And, and it's not, it's not insane. that they're bad people. It's, it's not, it's, no, just yeah. that, it's just that nothing that they say interests you. Yeah, like you know? he was, he was that the dude was never mean. He, he never said anything remotely like rude or fucking, yeah, like mean at all. I just like every time I had to sit next to him, just like, fuck, yeah, <laughs> with this shit, dude. Like, yeah. like I know the ending of some anime called Ninja Scroll, I've never seen it, I don't know what it is, I know what happens. That okay, okay. I, I will say this. Um, that is one of the best animes that you'll ever see. So that yeah, he one said, is actually he, he said the same thing. I don't want to sit next to you either, Will. <laughs> <laughs> well then, um, okay. <laughs> you want to you want to attack me? Fine. <laughs> yeah. You know what? My wife likes me. Okay. <laughs> On the genuine article, what you see is what you get. <laughs> References. <laughs> no, there you go, man. I fucking I, I I'll watch Ninja Scroll with you, Will. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was like I remember watching that movie when I was it was at a time where like I was obsessed with ninjas. So right. like, just the fact that it had ninjas in it was, well, it's was just nin- it's because ninjas are the shit. Like they're cool, man. Yeah. Ninjas have always been cool. And then I made the movie mistake of actually like learning about what how real ninjas were like and i'm like fuck ninjas <laughs> yeah like oh y'all are some sneaky motherfuckers ain't you <laughs> <laughs> oh you're you're the kind of motherfucker that'll that'll uh spill beer on bed and make the uh make your roommate pay for it that's the kind of people ninjas are dude yep. so, <laughs> so anyway man uh you know man on that note i think we should uh go ahead and take a real quick break Let's uh pay some one. bills uh show you guys what else we got going on here on rgb time radio we're gonna take a break and come back real soon here on the movie note podcast on rgb tired radio we are the nine five six we'll be right back are you looking for great local music? Then tune in to RGBTitanRadio.com. We play everything local, like hip-hop, rock, and country. If you want your music played on our radio station, then send your music to playmymusic at rgbtitanradio.com. Once more, that's playmymusic at rgbtitanradio.com. Be sure to send MP3 files that include the names of the track, album, and band or artist along with cover art. rgbtitanradio.com. We are the 956. From the depths of the primordial ooze of pop culture, Two figures emerge to bring their gift of knowledge and films to the masses. Their only qualifications? They watched a hell of a lot of movies when they were kids. They're not just experts. They're not just fans. They are movie know-it-alls. Join Bob and Will every Wednesday at 5 p.m. as they host the Movie Know-It-All podcast. Only on RGB Titan Radio. We are the 956. calling you man to see if you wanted to go to the show over at yerb let me know dude call me back bro this club is popping off right now man i'll send you the location dude get out here look man i get it you're social distancing but come on man let's go to the mall let's go have some lunch don't be that guy covid19 is serious always wash your hands always wear a mask and only go out for the essentials 
This message is brought to you by rgvtitanradio.com. We are the 956. Wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. Then you can give me a fucking automobile, a fucking Datsun, a fucking Toyota, a fucking Mustang, a fucking Buick, four fucking wheels and a seat. I really don't care for the way you're speaking to me. And I really don't care for the way your company left me in the middle of fucking nowhere with fucking keys to a fucking car that isn't fucking there. And I really didn't care to fucking walk down a fucking highway and across a fucking runway to get back here to have you smile at my fucking face. I want a fucking car right fucking now. May I see your rental agreement? I threw it away. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, what? (laughs) I love that scene so goddamn much. That scene, my friend, is the reason why Steve Martin took this role. (laughs) It's so fucking funny, dude. Like... everything dude like Steve Martin is not a vulgar guy like he's not a vulgar guy to hear him see say all the like all there are 17 fucks in that in that scene okay in less than a minute yeah all right this movie is rated R because of that one because of that scene yeah (laughs) dude dude. the movie could have easily been PG dude like like Uh nope Like, and I love it though, man, because like I understand that all too well. Like to be jerked around so fucking much by somebody, and like I'm, tr- it's it's so weird because I try really fucking hard to not be an asshole, especially during these times to people. Yeah, like I I, I know we're all we're all going. It's not just me going through a fucking pandemic. We're all going through it, and like some of these people don't want to fucking like you know be working and shit and i understand because like i've i've picked up food from places and like i come home and like the order's fucked up and like i want to yeah. call them back and like you stupid motherfucker and, like, <laughs> what's so fucking hard about it and like <laughs> it's right there on the screen we <laughs> confirmed it twice <laughs> you just push a little fucking picture and cut <laughs> just makes me mad but like you know you try not to fucking lose your cool but then there are moments like what this poor guy's been going through like to be dropped off in a fucking like two acre parking lot and the car that you're supposed to take is gone (laughs) like there's no ride out like how does that happen that's that's such that's such a uh uh inenviable situation to be in no shit but like how does that happen? It's like so everything, bad. everything has to go wrong, dude. And the fact, what made it worse was, did you see how close he was to the, to the, uh, um, to the, uh, to the bus? Yeah. Like the driver didn't even pay attention to him, dude. <laughs> like, no, not my problem. 
not my jam, not my problem. Pretty much, man. Like I recognize the voice of that driver, um, but I can't remember for the life of me his name. And I don't know. Uh, I don't think he's credited in this movie. But he's he's a uh, he's an actor that comes out like you could tell by his voice, right? Yeah, yeah. But like I don't know his name. I never I've never been able to find out his name. He's always like like one of the uh, the additional voices or whatever. Yeah. And it kind of talks like this, you know, like yeah. when like he smokes like 125 seven cigarettes a day. Yeah, yeah. You've you've heard his voice in a cartoon before. Like several cartoons, right? Several cartoons, <laughs> yeah. Like the I one that I, the one that I remember the most is Baby's Kids. <laughs> oh God. I man, talk about a movie that I haven't thought about in years. Baby's Kids. Baby's Kids. Damn, dude. I all I remember is Tone Loke was the baby. <laughs> yeah. Like of course he would be. Why wouldn't he be? Yeah, like, that's like st- stunt casting to at its finest, dude. I'm sorry, yeah. dude, but if anybody deserved to play a uh, 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 a talking baby, it wasn't uh, it wasn't uh, what what's his name? Um, Tone Loke. It was Bruce Willis. Alec Baldwin. Oh God. It was Tone Loke. But anyway, back on track, my friend. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. I want to talk about Edie McClurg for a second, man. All right. Her, her, and her and John Hughes had a very special relationship. Did they? And uh, yeah, because they were. She was. She was a character actress that was like, you know, very. Uh, she worked here and there, whatever. I want to mm. say that John Hughes gave her her career, right because on. like her scenes, in in this movie, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. In like all these different, all these other other uh, um, uh, John Hughes movies that she came out in, yeah, like like that. That's where she hit her stride, and that's where she became famous. And like, like she's she's known <coughs> by by people like us because of those roles. You know, you know, you know what you know what she would say about John Hughes? He's a uh, righteous dude. <laughs> He's a righteous dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god she's so good in these roles dude of like this this sort of demure like poor fucking like woman who's like just gonna lose her shit in a minute (laughs) like it's so good i i love the satisfaction in her face like you're fucked (laughs) like john hughes didn't give her a script she uh um she they she just he just told her uh when i say action just make up a story on the phone like just just do something yeah. on the phone, you know, <laughs> and she came up with that whole story about about the cooking and everything and the, you know, and and like she was so good. And they had that connection because she liked uh, she liked improvising like she was a very big yeah. improviser. So was so was John Hughes. Like he was very uh, like on the seat of your pants kind of kind of filmmaker. And that's and, all, it's always really good because sometimes you can really strike magic with that. Yeah, like you could really hit magic with with like improv sometimes. Like that's that's most of like people will sit and tell you the office is the funniest shit on TV, and like a lot of that was improvised. Like there's yeah. a very basic story, and most of it is just them like swinging for the fences with their own jokes. Like, did you ever figure out? Did you ever find out why they had a film crew there at Dunder Mifflin? Yeah, they tell you why. Like it, they're they're making they were making a documentary about how like. Um, paper was made and they just started following the people instead. Like, from what and, I 
from what I heard was mm-hmm. that the reason why the documentary filmmaker uh, people were there, I don't know if it was in the American one or the British one, was because mm-hmm. one of the, one of the workers there committed suicide. Uh, no, that was probably in the British one because the there's there's, one. there's jokes about it about like uh, one of the founders committed suicide on the show, uh-huh. but like they never really like go too deep into it. Ah, uh, okay. Like we've we have goddamn we're watching it again. Like we <laughs> we watch the show. I need to lot. start it, dude. I really need to start watching that get show it, because I hear get, nothing but good things about it. It's it's worth a watch, man. Like it's it's funny. Like regardless of what people tell you, like how some people are like, there's nothing funny about. It. Yes, it is. It's a funny show. <laughs> like there there's there's a reason so many people like it. It is pretty yeah. clever, and it has it it really does have its moments. Like sometimes, like me personally, like if if Michael Scott was my boss, I would have decked him a long time ago. <laughs> long time ago i'm talking like yeah. season two three like i would have <laughs> knocked him out like yeah there's there's of all the things in that show like and, and that's the thing that's so funny about it like he's such a good boss like uh, he's good at his job not only is he good at his job he's fucking great at his job and like he procrastinates so 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 fucking much and then like last minute he just manages to pull shit out of his ass like (laughs) he's just really good at what he does and like sometimes like because there's so much time for him to procrastinate he like has nothing but time to be obnoxious so like (laughs) at some point like i said i would have i would have punched him in the face but like it's a fun show, man. Like it's worth it. Like my favorite, one of my favorite characters in it is fucking. Um, at some point, James Spader comes in and takes mm. over, and James Spader is so good as Robert California in the show. Like, it's such a fucking goofy. Like, it's one of those characters that you know a writer has met this guy in Hollywood. <laughs> like a writer bumped into this dude, has worked with this dude, fucking spent a weird night at this guy's house, something. Like you don't write a character like this. You meet a character like this, and God, like just, just, just like, like you saying that sentence just like gives me flashbacks of watching uh, um, uh, Boogie Nights, where Mark Wahlberg is in that room with with freaking Alfred with, Molina, that guy, with Alfred Molina and that in that open robe and that Chinese yeah. kid just popping fireworks and like, yeah, I've dude. been there, dude. Like, yeah, I've been that's why I was like, like I oh have, my God. I have. I have like full confession. I have picked up my weed from some weird motherfuckers, and like, <laughs> it's it's not unlike that scene, dude. It is yeah. not unlike it at all. Like, it's it's one of those like real weird things, man. Oh my goodness. So so yeah, man. Edie McClurg, dude, still alive and kicking, still with us, looking great, by the way. Like, she looks phenomenal for her yeah. age. She does. Like, she still looks the same. Down. Yeah, dude, like she's she's pushing 80 years old and she still looks great and she's still awesome. hilarious. She's still I no hilarious. Idea. I had no idea she was she was already in her 80s. Like that's fucking yeah, crazy. Man. Yeah, dude, like she was born 1945, so wow. Good on her. Yeah, she's she's still looking great. She's still working and uh yeah. Uh she holds her own against comedic giants like Steve Martin for God's sake, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> so good on her, man. Uh so, uh, what what happens what happens after this scene, man? Do they finally go to a train? Is it like after this scene where he where they where they go on a train? The, no, I think the the last one is the last thing they ride is the train. They ride the train to like, um, 
they they make the train ride to Chicago, like all through fucking John Candy. John Candy keeps getting like these really weird rides from a bunch of really weird people. Okay, and, so like, let's talk about those people, man, because yeah, there's some yeah. there's some winners, dude. There are some <laughs> winners, bro. Okay, so there's yeah, just... my shower curtains. He owes me one. <laughs> <laughs> so they they go they go to this uh, to this uh, hotel, and uh, the guy at the hotel knows a guy that can give him a ride to the uh, to the town. And who happens to show up? But but uh, freaking Dylan Baker. Okay, oh, Kirk Connors himself, man. Kirk Connors himself, dude. So uh, yeah, man. Second freaking Spider-Man actor that we've referenced today. I so- know, right? <laughs> and and the Raimi Spider-Man too. Yeah, exactly. Both times we Raimi Spider-Man that. Good job, everybody. Yes, sir. High fives Thanks. all around. Thanks for playing <laughs> along at home. <laughs> so Dylan Baker, man. Okay, he's. Uh, it's it's funny. I'll always remember Dylan Baker because his birthday is actually right before my, a day before mine. Oh no! Right? Shit. His, his birthday is actually October seventh, and um, yeah, man, this guy. Okay, so I I always think your birthday's on the tenth. Yeah, no, it's 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 on the eighth. Uh, you know, we've known each other for fifteen years. I, I figured you'd know that by now, but I guess not. I guess not. <laughs> and my dad thought my birthday was on the seventeenth. I'm like, that's that's nine days after my birthday. Right. <laughs> he did. My dad would always tell me, like, he fucking like, no joke. If my mom wouldn't call him and like, hey, like, call your son and wish him happy birthday, idiot. Like he, because like for like four years. I didn't know because like for four years mom wouldn't mom was like fuck him he's so goddamn smart he can remember on his own and like I'd go like a week and then my dad would like call me like hey isn't your birthday around here I'm like yeah it was a week ago (laughs) oh shit why didn't you tell me I'm like because I don't call you to wish myself a happy birthday dick (laughs) hey dad it's my birthday recognize Like, bro, you I know, call I, you on I, both of yours. <laughs> I have, I have, I have a feeling. I have a feeling I'm gonna be that way with my kids, because, because my kids have such odd birthdays. Like, like Sessie's on the 19th. Like, oh, who, who, yeah, like, oh god. Anyway, what a weird and, number. And, 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 and Julie's is on the 28th, I think. 28th so. makes makes a little more sense for some reason. I don't know why. No, it, it's it's it doesn't the, to me. I don't. The I'm, 19th I'm, I'm more of a rounded. Yeah, the 19th is like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> It's an odd so, number of people, I guess. So yeah, man. So so Dylan Baker, dude, freaking. Uh, uh, I don't know if he's not been nominated for an Academy Award. He should be he should because be. he's he's such a dynamic actor. Yeah, uh, he, he always plays fun. these. Yeah, like he always plays these like stiff upper lip kind of like you know like very taut, uh, um, learned individuals yeah. or stuck up. And and you know uh, uh, you know stuff like that. On this one, he just plays a straight up hick, dude. It's so good too. He lo- he looks like he's gonna murder them. <laughs> like, like the faces that he makes when he's about to so hawk a freaking look, dude. It's, everything about his face just kills me, dude. In this movie, like so I don't know. <laughs> you the feller that sells the shower rings. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you noticed this, man. But the when he goes to shake Steve Martin's hand, he spits on his hand first. Yeah, yeah he spits on his hand first. I caught that. Like he Martin improvised like, oh. that. He it's improvised so, that. It's so good because Steve Martin just no sells it and shakes his hand. Like See, here's the thing. <laughs> Steve Martin is a hardcore a germaphobe. Germaphobe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no banjo that's gonna make that comfortable for him. 
And then one of the best lines of any movie uh, is when uh, he goes, no, don't worry about it. The, the missus will get that for you. No, it's okay. Come out here and get the get the the suitcase for this man. And she comes out. She's just like four foot tall, little little, little girl, right? Little tiny person. Goes, Don't worry, she may not look it, but she's strong enough. Her last kid came out sideways. <laughs> Her last kid came out sideways, dude. And she just like slams the door. <laughs> like, like she's like like try me, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, like say something, man. Like, like do it, do it, do it. <laughs> this is oh so fucking God. funny, dude. So, um, <laughs> so the, uh, they get into the car, uh, they get into the truck, and they travel. What was it like thirty miles mm. in the freaking freezing in the in the freezing tundra that is Midwest America? I don't know. Yeah, you know, like like central. I don't know, but the, the what makes it so funny is that when they get there, there's a close up of each each one of their faces, and they're both like showing their teeth, and then it shows the dog. Yeah, dude, like <laughs> the dog is frozen. The dog, dude, Jesus Christ, this stupid movie is so good. Like yeah, that, and like, like yeah, it's, gonna be- it's just it's. No, I was going to say, like, just everything about it is just, it makes me laugh, man. Like, it's so ridiculous in its nature. And, like, it, it's, it's, it's too, it's, like I said, it's, like, that's a nightmare to me. Like, it's too real. Like, yeah. this is the type of horrific shit that can and, like, does happen to people sometimes. Like, you get caught, like, having to share, like, have you ever had to share an Uber with somebody that was just weird? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, weird enough, right? Like, it's weird yeah. enough sharing space with somebody in a, in a bus or yeah or, or anything but when you're when you're like i was lucky enough when i when i uh, flew on a plane it was actually for a class trip so i was chilling with my with my classmates right like like kids my own age that i knew right yeah. so there wasn't any of that awkwardness uh uh that you get when you're with a stranger but like in a situation like this man where you're depending on somebody who just doesn't look right to give you a ride yeah. and then you're 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 in the back of a truck you think to yourself because i've been in those situations man mm-hmm. where like you're thinking to yourself how the hell did i get into this how did i get into this man how did i get into this yeah dude like that's this whole movie is how did i get like, into this the movie if I if I trace my steps back, what what decision could I have made? Could, how could I have avoided this? Right? Yeah. Like, that's the whole like. How the fuck could I have avoided this? Like, and I mean, if you really like think about it, it all starts with that fucking dickhead at the beginning who's just like, huh, <laughs> like looking at the fucking laminates and shit. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Which, which yeah, man. To go back to that scene real quick. Isn't that like the most upsetting situation where you're there and you're waiting and you're waiting and you have and to like, go? You're like in a rush to get the fuck out and this dude's just not like getting the hint. And then but. and then and then he goes he goes yeah don't worry uh you know what I'm not gonna make a decision right now let's get together after the holidays we'll wait for the weekend after the holidays dude, what the dude? fuck dude that's why we're here. Like, like, I made I mean, this trip all the way over here just to satisfy you, man. Stuck on the road <laughs> for three days, and then you get back, and you got to go back and fucking satisfy that asshole again. Like, My that's good. fucking obnoxious, dude. But, like, yeah, there's so many fucking, like, my personal favorite scene in this whole movie, though, is um, 
when his his sleeves get caught on the car seats. Oh yeah. And like so he gets himself spun get around. Like <laughs> the idiot's going on the freeway the wrong way. So <laughs> this is preceded. This is preceded by one of my favorite scenes where like Steve Martin is trying to uh, to go to sleep, and and John Candy is just jamming his heart out to a Ray Charles song, dude. Like he, like I can relate so much to this because I love Ray Charles. I'm a hardcore Ray Charles fan. Yeah, so like, like him, him like playing the piano like like I do that dude like I get yeah. that you, know? <laughs> you rock out to that shit dude you really and do he, yeah and he gets he gets his sweater because he's got the heater on in the car like the one thing they got going for them a right? car the with one thing that fucking worked they got a car with heat that's too hot yeah. <laughs> like, and it's too hot like, and fucking hell to, dude like and he's trying to get the sweater off. And uh, uh, like it gets stuck, and and he uh, <laughs> he he uh, he loses control and he swerves out and he spins out. He's like, "What? What happened? Oh, uh, almost hit a deer." <laughs> you know I mean? hey, oh, careful! <laughs> like, yeah. bro, like, like, only narrowly avoided that disaster, right? Any like, other situation, right? Like, bitch. like, Steve Martin's been been on an adventure with this guy already, and he's like, "Oh, you almost hit a deer, huh?" Oh, well, all right, moving on. You know, and, like <laughs> in any other situation, that's the story of the trip. Yeah, exactly. Like, right? We, we spun out on the street and like, whoa, scared the shit out of us, but we we're okay. <laughs> But no, man. He's got to go and start driving the wrong way down a highway, right? <laughs> and and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, man, but if you're driving down the highway and you see a guy on the opposite side, uh, like... Driving the same way? <laughs> can, can you roll down your window and yell across and no. actually, like, pa- like pass the message. No. Like, you're driving the wrong way. <laughs> uh-uh. it, it, it couldn't. It wouldn't have worked. Like, you'd never be able to get that message across, dude. And like, just but, this, go for it. But no, but but I love how how Steve Martin notices, right? Yeah. He's he's looking out the window and he sees the grass median, <laughs> and he notices what side it's on. <laughs> and he realizes what side he's on. Like, oh shit. <laughs> And just that scene with the two 18-wheelers, dude. And they squeeze in between them, and they're screaming. Sparks all over the place. And he turns, and he looks at John Candy, and he's red. He's got the devil horns. (laughs) (laughs) So, believe it or not, dude, John Candy actually spent three hours in the makeup chair to get that look. I believe it. For that three hours in the makeup chair. For that one. For that one split second scene, man. It is so and it was funny, worth dude. it. It was so it, worth it. And it's so good because like it, it overshadows as fuck the scene that they're both skeletons for one moment, too. <laughs> like it completely overshadows that when he turns and looks at him and just John Candy's the devil. Like, fucking why, dude? Like, <laughs> it's such an unnecessary scene. Like, they didn't have to take the time to do that. Like, yeah. the idea of them being stuck between two 18-wheelers, scraping them, is fucking funny enough. But, like, the that the, they took a moment to just make that slapstick moment, like, for no reason other than to do it, it's so fucking funny to me, man. And, like, it's still one of those scenes that, like, when it, dude, when I was a kid, I almost pissed my pants. I was laughing <laughs> Like I couldn't handle it, dude. It was just it was it's so out of nowhere. Yeah. Like 
it's so out of nowhere. And I remember even watching, um, like when I was younger, uh, they did like a Family Guy movie, and like with like Stewie and Brian, and like they do the exact same shot. Yeah. Where like Brian looks over at Stewie and he's like the devil and he's laughing and like even that fucking killed me. Like even the parody of it made me fucking like just burst into laughter. And like it's it's so unnecessary, but like it really does make the scene. Like it really does make that scene for me. Like, but it doesn't end there, dude. It doesn't end there because like they're there trying to get trying to get the uh uh like like their composure and then the car gets on fire dude <laughs> the car just explodes it totally engulfed in flames it, it, it makes me laugh because like i've seen dude i've seen it happen before like yeah. where i had where i had a fucking uh a buddy of mine like he was like parked at walmart and like i bumped into him this is out in edinburgh and we were talking and he was just telling me how much everything sucked and i'm walking out the store with him and there's fire trucks in the fucking parking lot and no. his car is just a black char and he's like what happened to my car <laughs> <laughs> and the fucking fire guy tells him like is this your car he's like no, I mean, it was <laughs> it was on fire why yeah. I don't know like, fire coming out of the hood took over the whole car and he's like that's fine oh, <laughs> like, bro, like, they, they took his information I was like hey man do you need a ride and he was like please don't go anywhere I'd really like a ride home like just don't leave like, please dude like can I at least get the ride home and like cause I'm a prick like we're driving I'm like man imagine if we got into a car accident and they hit your side and he's like I'd be alright with it like wouldn't be the worst thing that's happened today like just real like i don't care anymore and like i get that dude like just the car just catches fire for no fucking reason <laughs> like why why would that happen like, oh, that makes sense <laughs> and just poor steve martin laughing like you finally fucked yourself like yeah. no but like i get it because you know one it's not his car two it's a rental car and like you know they have insurance for stuff like this right but but Dell Dell uh, tells him he's like no uh, I didn't have a credit card I actually used your credit card. <laughs> he's like what? He's like I thought you I thought you you left it in my in my wallet you put it for in me. My wallet. Like, I thought you wanted <laughs> why? me to use it. Why? 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 <laughs> Give my credit card back. I can't. Why? I put it back in your wallet. <laughs> Where's your wallet? It's in the car. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, oh. must everything suck, dude? Like this fucking movie. No, 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 no! Like, stop, stop laying it on. Stop laying it on. I can't imagine having that type of like that like few days, dude. Like, my wife really likes the movie um, Due Date, and I was like, oh, it's like planes, trains, and automobiles without any of those things. I have like, yet to uh, to watch that movie. I actually hear it's really good. It's the same fucking movie. It, it, it's it's fine. Like it, it, the dynamic between Galifianakis and and Robert Downey Jr. is really funny, but it's yeah. literally the exact same movie. Like is the it? only difference the only difference is he's trying to get home before his wife has a baby. Uh, they're related, aren't they? Like in the no. movie, like they're, they're like, oh, I, I, I could I, I could have sworn they were like brothers in law. 
I don't think so. Oh, maybe they were. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like it's it's it, you know it's different in the same way that Tommy Boy and Black Sheep are different. Like it's the uh, same fucking you know because in one of them he volunteers to watch him and the other one he's forced to. Yeah, like, big difference. <laughs> like yeah. that's that's pretty much all they like all they really did with it. Like, and and it's it's funny. Like honest to God, the thing that makes it even funnier is the stupid dog. <laughs> like Galifianakis has a dog that has one of the most reactionary faces I've ever seen. Really? Like the dog reacts to like people yelling or people laughing or fucking like any kind of rowdy situation. The dog has a facial reaction for it. It's weird. You know what? I'm going to watch that movie just for the dog, dude. Because it's, that's, what, that's what I was going to say. Like it's worth it just for the dog. Like the dog <laughs> itself is just like his facial reactions are funny. There's like one scene in particular that like had me in tears, dude. Like Robert Downey Jr. gets so so mad he spits at Zach Galifianakis' dog and like the dog looks back at Zach Galifianakis like in shock like he just fucking spit at me like that's a fantastic look on his face dude it's so fucking funny so uh so they they for some reason I don't know how but you know like I, I guess I guess this is like another one of those ironic turns that God likes to make you know God is like is like you know what I'm gonna make your drive a living hell but I'm not gonna take away your car yeah so they're able to drive the car <laughs> the car is able to drive it's charged to, shit. to a ho- like <laughs> it's like they're driving a freaking horseless chariot dude you know <laughs> like like a, a freaking black charred like like they stole it one might of the as four well be a golf cart. <laughs> yeah exactly right so they're able to get to a hotel <laughs> with with another great cameo, uh, Martin Ferrero. Yeah, Martin Ferrero. Martin Ferrero, who everybody knows as the 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 scum sucking lawyer from from Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wait, back when he had hair and shit. Yeah. <laughs> the only one I've got on my side is the blood sucking lawyer. <laughs> I'm like, dude, was this guy ever young? Like, dude, that was shit, right? Like yeah. even then, he looked he looked fucking like in his mid forties. Yeah. Oh my God, he's actually younger than Edie McClurg. That's crazy. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, um, so <laughs> uh, 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 Steve Barnes like, okay, I have, uh, I will give you this watch. Like he gives him a watch because he doesn't have any cash. Seventeen dollars in a really nice watch. <laughs> oh yeah, he. he <laughs> First, he busts out the. He's like, I have a uh, American Express card, and it's like these little charred, <laughs> all like, charred cards. <laughs> they, they look like pieces of beef jerky. <laughs> I can't, I can't take those. Why not? Those aren't credit cards. <laughs> and then John Candy, bless shit. his heart, he reaches in his pocket. I've got two dollars and a Casio. <laughs> <laughs> I don't suppose you have seventeen dollars and a really nice watch. No, but I've got two dollars and a Casio. <laughs> God, and he shows it off on his wrist, and oh my, like the comedic timing that that guy has, man, is just unparalleled. It's so, it's so good, dude. It was so fucking good. Like so so in this fucking movie, and like I understand where where uh, where uh, uh, Steve Martin's character is coming from by making him like at first making him sleep outside, and but you know you see, I don't care how annoying he is, I don't care how uh, uh, like how bad he's made this trip dude you don't let 
John Candy sit out in the snow in a freaking car with no roof. It's fucked up. It's that's fucked up. Just that he really made him sad, sit out dude. there, dude. It's mean. Yeah. And like, he's just he sitting so, out there, dude. It's such a mean spirit. Like I get that the guy's been like annoying, but he's been nothing yeah. but trying to be helpful the whole time. Yeah. Like it's fucked. Like he's been trying like nothing but to help him out, and he just leaves him out there to rot. <laughs> Like and there's two beds. That's the worst part. <laughs> yeah, like, there's two beds. I'm like, you fucking prick. Like, uncool. But but he does the right thing and and he takes him in and um, he uh they 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 do this really cool thing where where they get drunk on little the little airport liquor bottles and stuff. Yeah. And uh, Dell he he uh, tells a story about his wife and and how like you know saying like I haven't been home in years and you know like. She, he asks him, uh, how much do you love your wife? Mm-hmm. And what, what what does he say? He says something along the lines of, like, there's no word for it. Yeah. You know, there's no word for how I feel about my wife. And it's, it's like this really heartfelt, like, like, um, like this this scene is is you you see this connection between these two people who hate each other right or yeah. at least steve martin hates the uh the dell character right Del right. is you know the nice guy that he is you know he doesn't i mean he's still he's still there with him but you have this 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 connection where these two finally no like they finally become friends you know mm-hmm. with through, through everything that they've been through and then the the next day <laughs> They uh uh they they drive off. Of course, they 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 drive into the hotel, as you know, like they yeah. back up. They drive into the hotel. Hurry, 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 get in. <laughs> and as they and as they're driving off, they still the the like the one thing that works in the car is the blinker. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucked up. Dude. So they're driving. I forgot about that part. They're driving this charged like car that like it no has no reason to be working but the but, but, it, but the blinker works yeah it's and they the get pulled part, dude like so stupid i'm sorry and they get pulled over by another awesome cameo by michael mckeon yeah okay who uh like everybody knows him like nowadays everybody knows him from better call saul yeah and uh and a bunch of other like like really good movies like this guy uh he started off as as a comedic actor i think he was in second city i think that mm-hmm. like you know the same pedigree as uh uh like bill murray and and uh and yeah. uh, and all those guys right and accurate yeah. and stuff but lately he's been really uh like just singing his teeth into these dramatic roles and winning all these awards yeah, yeah with all these dramatic roles man right like in in readers and uh, grace and frankie and of course better call saul yeah. which his turn as um as a uh, a uh, chuck in that show like cool. just I ain't seen that one yet either, man. I gotta watch that one too. Uh, I'm not gonna say that it's better than than Breaking Bad. I wouldn't believe you if you did. But uh, it's better than Breaking Bad in many ways. I find it very difficult to believe. In many ways, that's pretty wild. Like I, I I don't know, dude. I I think that uh, that uh, um, the Saul Goodman character, the Jimmy Mm -hmm. Jimmy McGill, yeah, uh, his his character is way more interesting. Right on. Well, yeah. I gotta check it out, man. It's, I gotta take the time to watch the show. Yeah, it's really good, man. But uh, yeah, once you once you start watching it, dude, you'll be hooked. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, 
he's like, do you have any idea how fast we're going? Uh, can't really tell, officer. The uh, speedometer's kind of melted. He's <laughs> 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 like, do you feel safe? Like, bro, like, what do you want me to yeah. do at this point? Like, <laughs> like do you feel safe uh, driving this? Oh, yeah, yeah, you know. You know, she, I mean, she's got it where, where she needs it kind of kind of thing. So of course they 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 can't they can't drive around in the car anymore. So this is where they go to the to the train, right? After yeah. this scene, after this part, they they go they go and they finally make it onto the train. And this is where like he he sort of figures out that like John Candy's been alone for a while. Like he yeah, noticed, he realizes all the stickers on his his trunk. Like sort of the, he's a traveling salesman and he doesn't have anybody. So. So this scene, uh, like, it, it's, uh, I think when the nostalgia critic talked about it, I think he perfectly pointed out the, the fact that when, when he's on the train and you actually show, they actually show uh, Steve Martin's train of thought, right? Yeah, like yeah. He's thinking, about, he's thinking about his family, then he's thinking about his kids, and he starts thinking about his wife, and he starts thinking about Dell, and then Dell, like his things that he says, like, I haven't been home in years. Mm-hmm. And he realizes, like, it snaps in him. But we don't, we as the audience don't know what it is. I mean, we kind of guessed, like, through all the little hints, like I said before, through all the little clues that are, that are strewn in throughout the, throughout the movie. <laughs> That he's always carrying a he's he's his suitcase is filled with stickers from all these different places. Yeah. Uh, he never calls home, even though he's always talking about his wife. Mm-hmm. And um, he he gets off the the train and he goes back to the station. And that's when that's when and man, this scene always gets me, man. This I know, dude. Same. Me. It always, like, it always like, gets me too. This is the heart of the movie right here, where he mm-hmm. goes, "My wife died eight years ago." Yeah. You know. And the fact that he's still traveling, like he's he never goes home mm-hmm. and he still talks about his wife in the present tense. Yeah. You know? And it's it's this whole idea that if he goes home, it's real. Exactly. And exactly. That's the, that's the sad part about it. Like if he goes home, his wife's not going to be there. And like then it's all real. Like she's yeah. gone. And like it's so sad. It's such a like really sad moment in the movie. But it's so like it's poignant and it makes sense and yeah. like they've done such a fine job this whole time of like planting that there for everybody yeah. to see and like no one's realizing it because we're so fucking busy laughing at how fucking funny this movie is yeah but like it's a really poignant and nice moment it's so fucking john hughes yeah like, yeah like it, it, it's such it's such the big john hughes moment of the john hughes film <laughs> and that's the thing that he had and that's why his movies were so uh successful i think mm-hmm. is that he knew how to throw in that dramatic turn at the precisely the right moment he was really good at it man he was like really and- good at it like in Breakfast Club, when when you realize why John Bender is the way he is, in uh, uh, Sixteen Candles, when when uh, when she realizes that everybody forgot her birthday, but you know that one guy showed up and she got her birthday wish, in yeah, yeah. freaking Ferris Bueller's Day Off, when when Cameron, you know, realized that he needed to stick up for himself, yeah. like you think that the whole movie is about Ferris Bueller when you realize at the very end, Cameron, yeah. this is Cameron's movie, you know, mm-hmm. and then. On this scene, you realize that that this is John. This is John Candy's story, and this is like his 
his coming out and the fact that his yeah. interaction with uh, with Steve Martin's character, mm-hmm. like he, the, even though they had a terrible trip, they had a terrible time. Any other situation, they would have hated each other and not become friends. Yeah, yeah. But like, like you, re- you really do realize that because throughout the whole movie, you're you kind of watch it as like. <laughs> from Steve Martin's point of view in that way that like it's this poor guy stuck dealing with like an annoying person yeah. when like the reality of the film is it's just somebody trying to do something nice for somebody else yeah because like, he's, he doesn't have any family he doesn't have any yeah. like like all like all his friends are people that he's met on on the road, road. yeah like he always has these connections right like he's got yeah. connections with hotels he's got connections with rides like he knows all these different people right but yeah. none of them are his family none of them are his friends he doesn't have anybody else yeah and when steve martin offers to to take him home with him that is the big turn yeah. in steve martin's character yeah because steve martin's whole uh thing was i need to get home to my family right like right. that's that's all that's the only thing that he wanted to do yeah but bringing Dell home after the entire uh, after everything that he went through I think after that made insane him, ordeal yeah I think it made him realize how important his family really is yeah. you know and how and and that's the whole moral of the story mm-hmm. that family is important family is is everything for people yeah oh yeah and when you go through something like that, you know, when you have several near-death experiences. Yeah. With one person in particular, <laughs> with too. With one person who is, who is, let's face it, the cause of a majority of those situations. <laughs> no shit, right? Like you, um, you develop a bond. And that bond can make you family. Yeah, absolutely. So. It's a so, great movie, man. Like, we don't. There are no really good Thanksgiving movies, and if you're looking for one, like this is this is it. You know what I mean? Like, it's the perfect film for Thanksgiving. It, it, it's such a fun movie to watch, and like, like but, I think if if you're a cool parent, you can watch it with your kids. Yeah. I, uh, aside from that one scene, uh, there's a couple of other scenes in there, but this movie is all PG humor. Like yeah. the, all, all the humor is, is very PG. Uh, there there are some there's some you know. Uh, <laughs> Parts or some jokes that kind of go that kind of will go over kids' heads and like the adults will, will understand and enjoy, uh, especially that that uh, those aren't pillows. <laughs> <laughs> that joke, but I gotta tell you, man, this movie is good no matter what time of year because yes, it takes place during Thanksgiving, but it's not a um, like a Thanksgiving. Day. I think it's more like a holidays movie. Yeah. Know? Yeah, most definitely. I would, I would, I would say, I would put that in a category of it being like a holidays movie. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I'd be hard pressed to not agree with it. Like, it's, it's really, it, it is. It's a good holiday film. It's, it's one of those uh, better and much more fun ones. That I think, anyway. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of holiday films that are just schlock, but this one is good. It's, it's funnier than it deserves to be. Yeah. And and the uh, I love the way and I, and I want to and I want to give credit to the uh, to the cinematographer and especially to uh, to John Hughes. I love the way that he um, he shot uh, uh, Steve Martin's wife in this movie. Yeah, because the way that she shot and the way that she's uh, portrayed in this movie, like you don't really get her character. Like she doesn't really have a character. I guess she's more of an idea. She, she's a like, goal. 
yeah, like his romanticized version of 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 his wife, yeah, and uh, and, and his family, like like you, all the scenes that you see her in is like her just waiting for him, you know? Yeah, like she's his whole life, and yeah, like you said, like they keep reminding you of the goal and the reason why he's going home. And and I and I, I appreciate that. A lot of movies wouldn't wouldn't do that, but. I think that uh, that this movie really, really, uh, um, it, it was really helped by those scenes. So yeah. let me see, let me let me see if if I can find some other. Let me see, like there's Dylan Baker. There's freaking. Uh, oh, I don't know if you missed um, one of the uh, one of the scenes was uh, um, uh, when when they they're they're getting on the uh, the semi truck. Yeah. And Dell and and Dell drives up in the semi truck, and he gets down, and uh, he goes, "Hey, look, I got us a ride." And uh, uh, Steve Martin's about to get up. He's like, "No, well, the uh, the driver's kind of kind of sensitive about people sitting up with him." Mm-hmm. And if you and if you look, you see that that he's got a black eye on his face. Yeah, he's got a black eye. <laughs> yeah. But the driver is actually played by a, by a character actor. Um, his name is is Troy something, Troy Evans. Okay. Oh, why do I know that name? Okay, Troy Evans was the uh, uh, um, uh, shoot. He played Roger Protector in Ace Ventura. Ah, there you go. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember him now. Now, kiss and make up. But um, Aguado. That that, That was his name. That was that was Wado. And uh, yeah, man, that that he. uh, Like for for just for just like one split second he came out like like just yeah. one split second, but uh, that that was one that was one that I caught. Uh, I think we called out all the other ones, man. Yeah, I, th- I was gonna say I was like I think that's the only one we missed was him. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But man, yeah, it's uh, such a good movie, man. With such a terrific like ensemble cast, like even the like the even all the little small roles are important in this movie. Yeah, like the small roles are really funny in this film. And, and I like, think, go for it. And I think and I think it's really hard to make a road movie. Like, it it's, is. It's, it's I, I because you got to You got to keep. Uh, you got to keep the uh, uh, the attention of the audience, and you got to keep the uh, uh, the characters on a constant track throughout yeah. an ever changing backdrop. Backdrop, you know. Yeah, yeah. And the the fact the fact that um, this movie was so successful of, uh, of it just yeah. really just really shows the talent that was behind the camera and in front of the camera and everything. And and this really is a classic. And I hope that everybody everybody gets a chance to watch this movie. Especially really during the holiday. Time, man. It's it's so good. It's such a fun movie. Yeah. Like take the time to watch it, guys. It's it's a blast. So uh with that being said, man, uh this this uh this year's gonna be tough, man. Okay. Very. Yeah, this year's gonna, gonna be, be tough. hard. Uh, the holidays are coming up. We're in the middle of this pandemic. Uh, it's going to be hard to visit uh, uh, friends and family and stuff. Yeah. But uh, I just want to. I just want to say that my uh, uncle canceled. My uncle canceled Thanksgiving. Oh really? Like, yeah. He he put his foot down. Like no Thanksgiving this year, man. Like we we normally get together at my grandmother's house, uh-huh. and like we all sit around. Like Thanksgiving is always a big deal for us. Like yeah. we invite friends and family and like. There's there's usually like, you know, 15, 16, 17 people 
at our Thanksgivings. Yeah. And some of them aren't even family. Like we just invite people all the time. And mm-hmm. like, unfortunately, like this year we're just, he's just like, no, they can't do it. Yeah. Like the, the numbers are getting worse. Like mm-hmm. he's real cautious about it. Um, like his son, my cousin's a doctor. So like, mm-hmm. and his wife's a nurse. So like, Oh, so they're in the shit. They're in the shit, man. So like, he's like, you don't, you guys, he's a physical therapist, man. My uncle's a physical therapist. So he's like, you guys don't understand how serious this shit can really be. Like, like we got to take this shit really, really, really seriously. Like yeah. one, of the, one of the main reasons I've taken it seriously from the beginning has been my uncle. And like, yeah, this year he's just like, no Thanksgiving, man. It was my yeah. grandfather's birthday this past weekend. We couldn't do anything with him. Uh, like, yeah. Like he caught himself. We thought he had, we thought he had COVID. He has a cold. Like, See, that's yeah. another scary thing about it, man. Yeah, is that you exactly. get sick, you're like, oh my god, do I got it? <clears throat> you know, no, and, and, and it, it's, it just turns out that it's a cold. And my and my uncle's like, no, dude, like, we just can't have, we just we just can't do it this year. And like, it sucks. It's it's hard for me. Like, yeah. it's 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 really difficult for me. So I know it's difficult for everybody out there, man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's got to be hard for everyone. Like, it really does suck. And I know we all want to get together and like. And, and just be with our family at Thanksgiving. I know a lot of us are going to. A whole bunch of us are just going to do it anyway. Like I'm just saying, like, be careful, guys. Yeah. Like it's it's getting really bad out there. Like it's getting really bad out there again. Just because they're not not a whole lot of people are talking about it doesn't mean it's not happening. So yeah, just be really so, careful. So like like my wife is is uh, going back to uh, going back to school next week, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, man, uh, they 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 already have kids at the school right now. Um, yeah. they're, they're very, they're very little kids, but, but they, somebody came they're down there. with it, man. Somebody came yeah. down with it. Yeah. And, uh, so like, you know, we, gonna... we had, we had to put our foot down and say, we can't have Thanksgiving t- this year. Like yeah. at all, you know, and it's, it's, you know, because of us, cause we're looking out for us, but we're also looking out for the, for the other members of our families. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, man. Like so. it's the same. It's like, it's not, it's not a big deal to me. Like we, we got Turkey anyway. We already got it. <laughs> yeah. Like we're going to fucking. I might actually, I might actually like, like bite the bullet and get one of those world famous Luby's turkeys, dude. Yeah. Get a, get a, get a Luby's turkey, man. We we actually like live right by like one of the only ones that's still open in McAllen. Oh Yeah. We, we can, we, yeah, yeah, we can literally walk to that Luby's. Oh, that's awesome, man! Like, yeah, and we never go. <laughs> oh, my old stomping ground. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta like, tell you, man, I miss living in McAllen. I really do. But um, that being said, guys, please be safe this Thanksgiving. Be safe. Um, do you guys uh, have fun? Enjoy the day. Uh, eat a lot of turkey home eat a lot of your own turkey as good or bad as it may be uh yeah. have fun watching the cowboys lose again because <laughs> you know, i know i will it's becoming a tradition isn't it yeah it's becoming a tradition you know like you know and, and don't 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 write any angry emails guys i'm a hardcore cowboy fan i'm just yeah. you know self deprecating we both, we both yeah. are man <laughs> yeah the real cowboy fans know they understand yeah. So just like uh, the Halloween season, uh, we are going to be doing a little extra for uh, for Christmas. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep it for a surprise uh, yes, until uh, we start that. So next week we will start our uh, first or, or our annual Christmas movie celebration movies oh, that yeah. aren't really Christmas movies. Yes or no? They I don't know. They kind of are, but they aren't. Yeah, they take place during Christmas. Yeah, so I guess that counts, you that, know. That should 
I think that should count for something. But we'll hit you guys with a little holiday cheer, man. Like, happy holidays to everybody out there. And, like, you know, don't be upset if Starbucks doesn't have a Christmas tree on it this year. Go can get y'all a red cup, guys. Just get a they, red cup. I bet you my I bet you, uh, my right nut says that they're going to be mad about it this year again. <laughs> well, they're like, mad about everything else, they, man. They, they got nothing to be cheery about this year, so they're going to be yeah. pissed about those cups. Oh they, man! They only Sir. get mad at the cups when the Democrats are in charge. Exactly. <laughs> My wife's laughing at that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting for them to take our guns, guys. No shit, right? <laughs> I don't know about the first guy, but I'm sure the second guy will get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait to turn Muslim. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I can't turn. I can't wait to turn into a gay Muslim socialist. Right, that's gonna be. Fun. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! I've been waiting my whole life for that, and I and like. <laughs> I've been trying to be gay for fifteen years. It just doesn't work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> oh, that political note, guys. Happy Thanks Thanksgiving. For to TED talk. <laughs> Take care and be nice to each other. You know, just be good. Happy holidays, guys. Yeah. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Have, have as much fun. Have as much fun as you can, man. Just be safe out there. Wear your masks. And happy Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> so, oh, hey, Bob. By the way, man. What up, G? Uh, where can everybody find us? We go live every Wednesday at five o'clock on RGVTitanRadio.com. But that's if how for some want. reason. If for some reason you are unable to catch us on the live show, where can you download our phenomenal podcast, my friend? Bro, we're on Podbean. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on my personal favorite, Spotify. Bro, I listen to us on Spotify all the time. We just sound so much sexier on Spotify. Really? I don't know what it is. I, I, that, I like it. You got that premium sound, man. That premium. You know album. what it is? You know what it is? It's just because I can smell Joe Rogan's money from there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. It's so I can, <laughs> I can smell that first hundred million. Will it's yeah. coming, baby? It's coming. <laughs> yep, we're, we're almost there, guys. Only nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine more subscribers to go. <laughs> <laughs> almost, baby. Tell yeah, <laughs> for us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, fucking Podbean, wherever, wherever, wherever fine podcasts are sold. And got- keyword of the day once again on our lovely little Sesame Street is subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Jump on it, guys. Say it once. Say it twice. Third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. (laughs) And while you're there, guys, also check out some of our other shows, man. Some of our awesome shows, Metal Mania, Human Condition, and Average Boys, just to name a few. Oh, and guys, if for any reason you're bored, go to uh, RGBTitanRadio.com and listen to some of the music, man. Because I had found one of the coolest songs that that I I have heard in a very long time. Okay? And uh, shoot, you know what? I don't remember what it was. <laughs> oh, the 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 laser hog one. Laser hog. There you go, guys. Man, that song was so fucking good. Wasn't it cool? It was such a cool song. It reminded me so much of like Henry Rollins' band. Yeah, like it's groovy, like some old school Black Flag. It's cool, yeah. dude. And guys, like, it's laser hog is a local RGV band, guys. You can listen to more of local RGV bands on RGVTitanRadio.com. Like, like, like yeah, man, it, anytime like, during the day. 
There's some real good stuff on RGV Titan Radio, man. Just search for that in the search bar when you hit all your favorite favorite podcasts, man. Just type in RGV Titan Radio. You'll find us out there. Everything's on there, man. Metal Mania, The Human Condition, The Average Boys, Yours Truly, Us Truly here at the Movie Know-It-All podcast. Thank you guys uh, from the bottom of my heart since we are celebrating the holidays. Thanks for keeping us around for a year. Thanks for uh, being interested enough to come hear some stuff about movies, man. We appreciate Appreciate you guys so much. Like we really do. We're thankful for each and every one of you guys, man. For really each and know, every man. download, for each and every subscription, for each and every listen that you guys throw down for us, man. We appreciate so, it, man. For real. No, I'm Will. I'm Bob. And that was the Movie Know It All podcast here on RGV Titan Radio. We are the nine five six. Happy Thanksgiving and have a good one. Are you looking for great local music? Then tune in to RGVTitanRadio.com. We play everything local, like hip-hop, rock, and country. If you want your music played on our radio station, then send your music to playmymusic at rgvtitanradio.com. Once more, that's playmymusic at rgvtitanradio.com. Be sure to send MP3 files that include the names of the track, album, and band or artist along with cover art. rgvtitanradio.com. We are the 956.